Welcome to this special episode of the John Henry Weston Show, where we are very pleased and blessed to bring to you Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Um, most of you know him as a very outspoken defender of the Catholic faith in these most troubled times. He is the Auxiliary Bishop of Astana in Kazakhstan. Welcome, Bishop Schneider, to the John Henry Weston Show. Thank you. God bless you. And uh, we're going to be discussing something very, um, very important for these times, the issue of vaccines, COVID vaccines developed with uh, abortion-tainted COVID vaccines, both in terms of their development, some with aborted fetal cell lines uh, used in their manufacture, some used with its testing um, of, these, of these vaccines. And so we're going to get into all of that. You're going to want to stay tuned. Before we begin, let me just remind you, please, to go directly to lifesitenews.com to be able to see what we're doing. We are being censored by Twitter, by Facebook, and also by YouTube. So you need to come directly to lifesitenews.com. Go up to the right-hand side of the page. At the top, you'll see a subscribe button. Hit that button. It will enable you to get all of our news, all of our videos, all of our shows uncensored. And let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. Excellency, if you wouldn't mind leading us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So, Bishop Schneider, uh, that um, recent document that you put out on vaccines is very timely, but also, I must say, very controversial. I have never seen such controversy uh, among very good people. So, if you could tell us a little about it first, about what it is and how it came to be, and maybe your consultation process uh, that that got it came brought it to fruition. Uh, this document came because in the last month and weeks, uh, several bishops from around the world made public statements uh, justifying the use of vaccines. Uh, produced by cell lines of aborted babies. I only say in a, in a simpler manner, mm -hmm. but uh, and so um, and they were justifying this because apparently, allegedly, there would not be other means. And several explanations, even of theologians and church communities, were based on uh, the moral theory uh, of moral cooperation or distant or, or remote and of two documents of the Holy See from 2005, the Pontifical Academy for Life and 2008, the Doctrine of Faith, where this issue was discussed and substantially both documents allow to use such um, vaccines in on an exceptional way. We have to stress this, this, this do, both documents say that not only you can just use this on the base of, of the so-called principle of moral uh, material remote cooperation, but 
it should be uh, in an exceptional way and uh, at the same time those who use should ask, demand an alternative uh, of vaccine which do not use in any way such cells. So, and uh, this caused to me and to other my confreres, bishops, some bishops, and faithful uh, uh, concern because this is confused confusion, and it it is undermining uh, ultimately, if you want or not, it's undermining the fifth commandment of God and the absolute. Uh, maximum uh, determination of the church to oppose uh, the evil of abortion. And therefore we considered this as not responsible to be silent, as not responsible to enter the great chorus group, even of good theologians and, and good-minded people. Uh, we did not consider this responsible just to go together with, with all. Uh, because in our conscience, we have to follow the conscience. Mm -hmm. And our conscience say it is not possible. It is a damage. And we explain then after we can, we can see the reasons. Mm -hmm. But as I already mentioned for this, and and this is not a matter of of quantity, of numbers, but of truth, of, of that we are, which of what we are convinced as pastors, and I discussed this all the signatories very carefully, and we were really all uh, convinced we had to we have to speak. Hmm. Now, just so that everyone gets the the gravity of of what uh, I, I know you understand this, but the gravity of what is at stake here is is quite something. The vaccine is being approved; is they have already approved the first one in some countries. They've already started administering it uh, in the UK and uh, in in the US as well. Um, one of the bishops in the US has just become one of the first people to receive the back vaccine. Um, we have the uh, UK Bishops Conference saying that there is a, you know, uh, Catholics are compelled to take the vaccine, even if it's abortion tainted. Um, and they're basing themselves, yes, on these documents from 2005 and 2008, but they don't even seem to be as concerned with the stipulations, even those documents put into place that Catholics have to demand uh, uh, vaccines that aren't abortion tainted and so on. But your position goes beyond that of the 2005-2008 documents. Um, in that it, it suggests that Catholics cannot morally take such vaccines at all, the, all the abortion-tainted vaccines. Um, and we'll get into some of the specifics later. But I wanted to draw out, first of all, the severity of what this is, um, and that, you know, with Catholics being now asked, as, as is the whole world, to take this vaccine very likely in a way that is mandated. While they're saying it's going to be forced, they're saying it's going to be well, yes, if you want to travel or if you want to go to the theater or if you want to perhaps even enter stores to purchase your food, you're going to need to have the vaccine. So can you speak for a moment to the severity of what we're facing and also your consideration of that severity when you when you made the statement? 
Yes, uh, we we could see this, and we all we we will see this that with this vaccine, which used in the manner these uh, cell lines of aborted children, the world powers, anti-Christian, and those who promote the culture of death, will impose the entire population of the world an implicit even if it is remote, passive collaboration with abortion. This is also uh, uh, the evil and the perversion of uh, the world powers. And we have to recognize this. We have to resist. This is an hour to resist and not to collaborate in any way with these vaccines. Uh, exactly, because in this case, into some kind, to, to receive in our body the fruits, so-called fruits in, in a way, of the greatest evil, one of the greatest evils of mankind, the cruel genocide of unborn. We will be marked we will receive a sign on in our body which will in any way, in some way, demonstrate that we are connected to this greatest, one of the greatest evils. Not in a direct way, of course, I repeat, but any way we are. Because if they would not have been murdered cruelly, and what, or even one innocent child, they would we would not have these vaccines. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize the logic of this, mm -hmm. and also the the circumstances of the um, deliberate promotion, because they are, of course, we are. We have not to be so ingenuous and naive, not to see that behind this vaccine is not only. To, give, to protect our health, but to promote also together ever, ever more abortion. Of course, not, uh, for example, there are arguments, if we will not take these vaccines, mm -hmm. uh, the abortion will, will continue, of course. We will not reduce the abortion in numbers when we will not take the vaccine. But this is not a question. Mm -hmm. It is the moral uh, witness, the moral in, in some way support. And then the abortionists will say, you see, the entire Catholic Church, the hierarchy in some way accepts, even reluctantly, but accepts this. And so, uh, this is very dangerous and we have to uh, really to awaken to see the real dangers the consequences and the circumstances could they not have said that already for a long time since even 2005 or 2008 because vaccines in indeed abortion tainted vaccines have been around for decades now and have been taken by catholics at the advice of church hierarchy, the Vatican itself, there seems to have been very little, if any, opposition. I know there was some, but very little opposition 
Um, and so we've sort of had this situation for decades already. Is there something new now uh, that that led you to make the statement at this time and, and consider this? Because uh, 15 years ago, 12 years ago, it was not, so not yet spread. Maybe it was limited and not so much. But today, in our days, with the spread of the COVID vaccine, it's, be it's becoming very timely and uh, almost globally spreading. And with the growing statements of bishops in favor of accepting these vaccines, it changed the situation, of course. And therefore, uh, we have to speak about this in a more deeper way, uh, and not only to remain in the superficial, some way, juridical positivism with a theory of cooperation. This is, for me, not, it is superficial. We have to, to go deeper to the roots, and as I repeat, to consider the proportionality. This is a very horrible and incomparable uh, issue of the proportionality of this crime of abortion. Okay, so in, in 2005, this issue was looked at by the Pontifical Academy for Life, full of very good scientists, medical doctors of theologians, of moralists, of philosophers, um, headed up by Bishop Scratchy at the time, a, a very good and faithful Catholic bishop. Um, it was approved of. I know that there was some dissent, but, but nonetheless it was approved of. Um, then in 2008, the Vatican's document from the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith seemed to give that um, approval, that initial approval from 2005, the sort of imprimatur or, or some, uh, basically the approval of the Vatican. Um, and so what kind of consultation and, and work have you done and, and where have you found fault in those documents? And perhaps you can also address the issue of remote material cooperation, which is what they base their determinations on. First, we have to say that these two documents are not infallible decisions of the magisterium. They can, they can be wrong also. And there had been some expressions and affirmations of the recent magisterium, which had to be corrected after. So it is the first statement. And then, as I already said now in this, uh, that um, the basic error is that it's not the, the theory of moral, uh, material, or passive and distant or remote co cooperation. This is a valid um, theological principle in moral theology. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that, the, that you cannot apply this principle to this exceptional, horrible crime of abortion. And therefore, because of the gravity of the abortion, of the exceptional character of the abortion, of the incom incomparable evil, and the current situation of 
every daily growing industry and of killing unborn unborn children. So, so you cannot uh, compare this principle, uh, for example, with paying taxes or with using some products of slave labor. Uh, slavery is not comparable to killing an innocent to, to killing cruelly an innocent child. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's also an evil, but we have to have the proportionality. And therefore, this is already the basic error of this, this, these two documents, the application of the principle of material cooperation to this concrete key case of abortion or of the vaccine uh, with uh, used these cells of aborted children. So material cooperation is when you are linked to an evil against your will. Mm-hmm. As for example, you pay taxes to the government and from the taxes the government takes without asking you um, the money for doing an evil action different evil actions. So in this way, there could be a distant cooperation, but against your will. I mean, even I, I would even not apply directly this principle to this paying the taxes, because in this case, the, the money is belongs to the, all the system, to the state, as our Lord Jesus Christ said, to whom belongs this coin and to Caesar. So give to Caesar what is his. And so, and if the government would ask me, uh, could we take your money from your taxes to do this bad action? I would say, no, I will not consent. And then they will do, uh, nevertheless, so in some way, it would be uh, they will steal from me my money and do as, as a theft is stealing my money and then with my money is doing uh, an evil action. In some way, we can, we can compare this mm-hmm. and, and so on. So I repeat, this is uh, the proportionality is extremely extraordinary and grave. Right. with this, and they cannot apply this. This is the basic error. And this is already this small hole which was, which was made on the dam of uh, the Catholic Church against abortion. How we can, with, with entire determination, uh, be and proclaim uh, be against uh, abortion, then when we accept these vaccines, where at the beginning is the murder of a child. Mm-hmm. As I repeat, it is the logic and common sense demands. If there would not, not have been murdered this even one child, there would not have been made this um, abortion taint, tainted uh, vaccines. Mm-hmm. It is it's clear. It has to be logical and, and common sense. 
Right. And so, and so people with common sense, more people with common sense, they see these. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes God, in, in difficult times when there is confusion, when all are going in the same direction, even the good ones today, unfortunately, and no one is saying, stop, I will, this is not good. This is a danger. Therefore, we had, we five bishops had the conviction. We had to say, stop, to, to, to say, I am not, as in some way Daniel said, I am not guilty of the blood hmm. of this child. I will not be. In any case, we have to be very correct and to give also a, a sign to the entire world in not accepting these vaccines, even a sign, a witness, a strong witness, a martyrium, we will not accept this. And so, uh, of, of course, we consulted also scientists, mm-hmm. we consulted doctors from different countries, and they also instinctively, with almost these arguments which I proposed, rejected these. And then uh, also the common sense of people, the sensus fidelium. And it's interesting that most, the majority of those consulted were women, so female souls. And the female souls, they are feeling more deeply the horror of of killing an unborn child. The maternal instinct is deeper in a female person than in a male person. And this to me also interesting that those who wrote these documents and now are defending uh, the, the use of these vaccines are mostly male persons. They're not a child. And then I would ask to them seriously and, 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 and honestly, if you would be, let us say a time machine, if you would be present and see a cruel murdering of an unborn child, the dismembering of his body, you will see this. And then you will see how they take the, the, the cells uh, from, his, from his body. You will see this. You will see this, how then these cells will be put on the um, vitro and so on, all these processes. And even if there would be hundred or thousand chemical processes once you were present in one abortion, and from this child, exactly from this child, which cells were used, I cannot imagine that you will accept the vaccine in your body. That before your eyes, you will have this horrible scenario of dismembering a child. And from this same child, in some way, you are ultimately benefiting for your health, we have to be very honest. 
There, there's a there's a distinction in the vaccines that are currently available. Um, there are some that are developed with the use of aborted fetal cell lines and, and therefore also have the aborted fetal cells in the vaccine. And then there are those that are developed without aborted fetal cell line, without the use of aborted fetal cell lines. However, in their testing, they make use of aborted fetal cell lines. That's a distinction in the vaccines that are currently being proposed for acceptance. Does that distinction play a part in its acceptability or not? Of course, this is already a distinction and uh, it is, of course, objectively uh, lesser grave, uh, grievous. The, the direct cells which are directly were used is more, more grave than only in testing, but all, but but also in testing. We cannot, in, not in the slightest and most remote mode, cooperate uh, with these horrible uh, crimes, even to use cells of aborted children for testing. It's already immoral. It's a horrible crime. So they are a, a, an accumulation of horrible crimes. The first horrible crime to have killed the child and then to have developed his, uh, his cells is also a crime. And then to make testing of these cells, it's another crime. So it is an accumulation of crimes. We cannot collaborate with this in no way. What would you say? The conscience is against. You have to hear your conscience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know that when Paul VI made, uh, of course, I, I, do, I don't want to, to compare this um, from the content, but only from the uh, phenomenon. When Paul VI had the committee on the discussion of the contraception pill um, on Humane Vitae, before Humane Vitae, the uh, a majority, even the the vast majority of the commission, which were philosophers, scientists, also doctors, moral theologians, they were in favor of the moral use of contraception mm -hmm. in the committee of politics, and only the minority uh, were against. Mm -hmm. And then they were accused, the minority there, you had not uh, on your side so famous philosophers, so famous scientists as we had said they, they, which were in favor of contraception. And therefore, I repeat, it's not the, the question of numbers. Even if we remain only a few bishops, the truth will win. And after this, the history of the church will say that even the good ones yielded they did not see clearly. They were in some way blinded by these simple theories of material cooperation. It's a theory. I repeat, it's, it's valid, I accept. But the, the blindness is to apply it to these vaccines, which are an accumulation of horrible crimes. You are not, of course, 
um, directly guilty of these crimes. This I we would, we would not say this, but even as most remote and slight connection is already unacceptable for a Catholic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of the extraordinary crime and the consequences and the historical context. Um, what would you say to, to Catholics, to, to millions and millions of Catholics who totally unwittingly, first of all, had never heard this kind of thing before, um, had never even thought of this because it was given, they were given the green light, as it were, by the Vatican, by their priests, by bishops. No one ever thought of this. And, and for a long time, the whole notion of abortion-tainted vaccines seemed to be kind of a conspiracy theory. Now we know that it, it's, it's actually true. I, I think the truth of it only really comes to play in the last decade or so, because for a long, long time, although it was known in the scientific community, most people really didn't believe it was true. So what would you say now to the countless Catholics who, through no fault of their own, have taken vaccines, who have given it to their children, who have, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, I have friends even who... Uh, for a while resisted vaccines and, and then, um, you know, one of, the, one of their kids or caught something and it was devastating. Some even died and therefore gave it to their other children or whatnot. What do you, what do you say to people like that? Well, I mean, they, well, they did not have uh, guilt because they followed the, the instructions of the Vatican and so those who gave the instructions, they have the ultimately responsibility. In this case, the Catholics believe this. But on the moment that they will recognize this, everyone, it depends on the conscience of everyone, on the extent how he or she recognizes uh, the immorality of even the slightest, most remotest, connection to abortion. When, in the moment, when a person is recognizing this, then he has to follow his conscience and his conscience will say to him, no, you cannot do this in future. And he will be grateful to, to divine providence that he could recognize this personally, with his personal conviction. And he will not do this because health is not the absolute value. We have to remind this. And in our in our world mentality, the materialism, health became a god, an idol, to which we have to give sacrifices, as we wrote. And this is true. We have to recognize this and to, to trust in divine providence. And then also it's so anti-pastoral, so counterproductive to justify these vaccines of these cells of aborted babies. Because in this way we will cooperate in another evil in some way. We will cooperate to propagate the myth that there is no alternative. Mm -hmm. There is alternative. Mm -hmm. The world powers will say, there is no alternative. Please take this 
aborted, abortion taint vaccines, they will say to us. Mm -hmm. But it's impossible, there is, there should be, and there are um, alternatives. God, in his providence, will illuminate uh, man to find this, as God always did. And when we trust in God, and then he will give to scientists the illumination to find alternative without uh, using uh, these cells of, abort of aborted babies. Imagine only theoretically, hypothetically, if we would live in a society as it was uh, until maybe 50 years ago, where abortion was in almost all countries, except Soviet Union, uh, a crime, so it was forbidden. Or let us say it, the entire, it would be an ideal time when the entire humanity will uh, strictly forbid abortion in any case. And so, and there, there would be not, not possibility to develop to take these photo cells and to develop such vaccine. And then, uh, then we have to have another means and God will give us. When we observe uh, the law of God, the, sixth, the, the fifth commandment, uh, more faithfully and more consequently, God will give us his help. When we will now use these vaccines, I'm convinced, I'm not a prophet. God will punish us. We cannot do this in any way. Therefore, I cannot understand how good Catholics can justify with this theory of material remote cooperation, the use of these vaccines. It's so irresponsible. It is so um, not prudent. We have not seen the consequences of all of this. We have to be more supernatural and uh, consequent in our decision. And I'm repeating, we have to resist the myth that there is no alternative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that that is very true already, because both in the in the vaccine world and in many of the medical fields where they also test the um, medical treatments with aborted fetal cell lines, there are alternatives. There are clean alternatives in terms of vaccines. One of the organizations called Children of God for Life have have spent their you know decades already pointing out non-abortion tainted vaccines. There are all sorts of um, abortion, uh, non-abortion tainted medicines out there because the, the problem of abortion uh, uh, fetal cell lines being used uh, is not only on, in vaccines, it's used also in medical products, even, believe it or not, in, 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 um, in makeup and, and other products, all sorts of products. The, the difficulty is we very often don't know anything about it. Um, how, how many people even decade, a couple decades ago realized at all there was abortion-tainted vaccines, that there was such a thing? People thought that was a myth. Well, <laughs> they're actually used in many other products as well, but we just don't know it. Um, which, which leads to a, a question about 
how incumbent is it upon Catholics to, to research into all the products that they use, because there's so many of them. Um, but, um, but there definitely are alternatives, and, and we need to uh, definitely, even, even the 2005 and 2008 documents from the Vatican stress that we do need to um, call for um, ethical vaccines, ones that aren't abortion-tainted. Yes, this is true and this is evident, and therefore, I repeat, it is the most anti-pastoral and counterproductive when we, in this time, exactly in this historical hour, as Catholics, will justify the use of abortion-tainted vaccines with the theory of material remote cooperation. Mm-hmm. It is so logical. We have to uh, to, to recognize this, this historical hour in which we are living. I was, when we were preparing the document, I was very much praying, uh, do you know to whom? I was very much praying to the souls of these babies who were murdered in the womb of their mothers because they are in God, because from the first moment of the conception, there is a human soul, a person, and and these souls of children, because they died innocently, they are in the reign of God. I will not enter the theological questions of limbus and so on, but they are in the reign in the kingdom of God. Of course, they are not, Uh, in the kingdom of the devil, (laughs) the contrary, because they are in some way martyrs also, martyr souls. And so I ask specifically those souls of children who were killed and whose cell lines were used for the vaccine. Because God knows the, the line which came from this child to the vaccine. And so I pray to this child or children, we don't know how many were taken from different children because probably they were taken also from different children. Mm-hmm. And we know that now in China, they continue to murder uh, and take the, the cells from these children for other purposes also in China. You know, well, I was praying for all these because God knows these souls by name, of course. And I asked them for illumination to pray and to assist us. That, and I asked them to, to pray also our prayers of reparation, expiation for all these crimes of uh, fetal technology and all these processes of using cell lines. It's, it's already not only the killing, the abortion moment, but as I, as I said, also the processes of using even for tests or other experiments and so on and manufacturing. This is already horrible intercrime. And for this, we have to expiate, to, to make expiation. And if I cannot understand how good people and clergy and pious people 
are now justifying the use of these abortion-tainted vaccines with this theory of material remote cooperation understand, are not understandable because we have to make expiation, reparation for every of these crimes in this long chain, even it was even in thousand processes, we have to make reparation. Mm-hmm. So this, this I wanted to share in some way my very personal uh, feelings. Right, right. There is a there's a follow up question in this respect because when it comes to the example of paying of taxes and the vaccines, the issue could be the same because, for instance, in Canada, the UK, England, uh, in 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 um, in America, uh, and in many countries, perhaps most countries of the world right now. The issue of abortion remains the same. So that the issue of the severity of the killing of unborn children, a crime which, as you said in your letter, um, cries to heaven for vengeance, um, and and so therefore is, is the most serious crime. So the issue then becomes the same in terms of we pay taxes, the taxes, part of them go to supporting abortion, the vaccine, we're asked to take it. So what's the difference then there? Because now the issue has become the same of the abortion. What's the distinction between legitimacy in paying our taxes and illegitimacy of taking the vaccine? Yes, there is a difference because the the proportions are different. Because um, they are not asking me uh, if I am consenting they simply impose general taxes or a general compulsory tax assurance for health mm. without asking us. And so, in some way, this is different. But when I'm, I'm standing before the vaccine, so I'm personally confronted directly with this, even I can see this tube of the vaccine, and so I'm confronted directly. Hmm. And now I have the freedom. I say no. When they will uh, uh, force me, then I go to prison. But to pay taxes, there is a general a collection of money, which even I, even when, kind, when I know that they can or they do use my money for abortion or for other evil actions besides abortion, but concretely for abortion, for example, I, um, I say uh, they are stealing my money in this case because I'm against. Mm-hmm. I will ask my money back, say, give my at least this portion of money back to me, which we use for the for the uh, abortion, mm-hmm. but they will not do this, and so they will, in some way, steal my money. Right, right. And so this is a difference, even a logical difference. And I repeat, here you are standing directly before the tube of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In paying taxes, you are not standing before. They are not asking. Now we are we are making the abortion. Mm-hmm. and we are using our money. Right. This is different. 
right? I guess it's, you it's could true. make it you could make it relate if they said, okay, now you have to pay your taxes that will go to support abortion. Uh, and if you f- refuse that, you'll have your house taken from you. You'll have everything taken from you. But you'd still have to refuse because that is then directly about abortion. Uh, and that would be asked of you to participate in it in a very real way. Exactly. This is a good... Uh, a good comparison, comparison, and so. Uh, but in any case, when they will ask me, I will, will take your money to to abortion. I have to refuse this, even when they will take my my house and so on. Also in the same way, but they do not ask me concretely. And uh, as I repeat, the tax systems are um, imposed. In a, in a way where the, where the government is um, depriving us from our uh, just money. So they are, they are doing uh, against our will. But in the vaccine, I can express my will concretely here. Excellent. But I repeat, the Catholics have, in any case, also to, to seek other assurance, health assurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, to not uh, to pay other where the health assurance will not pay the abortion but unfortunately in some countries there is no other possibilities right right as it was for example in the soviet union where i lived all the people had to pay uh, health assurance and they then made also abortions right right and they were no they were uh, forcing us, stealing our money. As I repeat, we have to be witnesses without any shadow uh, of even the slightest collaboration with abortion in the case of the vaccines, because there is a concrete murdering of child, children. And so we have to, to to proclaim this with our gestures, with our acts, not to collaborate with this uh, concrete act, and therefore to be witnesses, witnesses in this terrible anti-life uh, culture, it is culture of death, we have to resist. Otherwise, our witness will not be really um, convincing. You mentioned in your document that it, this has some play in with the mark of the beast. Now, the mark of the beast is that uh, very, uh, you know, uh, stark statement in the scriptures that the mark of the beast comes and that anyone who accepts it um, basically goes to hell. Um, so that's a very stark comparison. What do you see in this that's similar to the mark of the beast? I presume you don't think this is the ultimate mark of the beast, but um, what are your thoughts around that that point? I think it was not directly formulated such. Uh, I think it was formulated, it could be Mm -hmm. an indication. Right. So it was formulated in a possibility. Right. So it could be. Mm Mm-hmm. Because to, to accept in, in some way the fruits 
of the abortion and, and all these horrible testing and production of cell lines, it is really horrible. And then when all the people of the earth will have this sign in their, in their body, which is a sign of death, ultimately, because without the first act of death, of murdering of this child, there would not, there would not have to be this mark on your body with this vaccine. Right. So this is a connection to death. And the beast is death. Hmm. It could be. I, we, would, we did not state it straight away, but we, meant, we formulated this in order to reflect about this, yeah. to think about this. It's a very interesting reflection because the, the, an act of the will is necessary because the scriptures describe the mark of the beast as something that you take, that if you take it, you are guilty, uh, and I presume under the normal circumstances where you, you know, under all the normal circumstances of mortal sin, you have to recognize that it is grave, moral, evil. It, well, it has to be grave, and you have to recognize it as such, and you have to consent to it freely. Um, and, and so under those circumstances, I can see it being uh, that way. But also... Um, it might, in this case, forbid us buying and selling. The, the scriptures talk about how um, all those who refuse the mark of the beast won't be able to buy and sell. And in this case, with a vaccine, it's the first time I've seen anything like, other than perhaps, you know, making um, a chip in your hand where you had to basically have it in order to transact business at all, um, this possibility um, has that as well. And then you won't even be allowed into stores to, to buy or sell. Yes, it could be, but therefore the Apocalypse, the, the Revelation of St. John was written for us also. Hmm. And, uh, and that will come a time where, where this, what, was is, what is written in the Apocalypse will be realized. Mm -hmm. And maybe in our, we don't know when the Lord is coming. Yeah. Maybe the second coming of the Lord is already close. We don't know. And maybe there are already signs of apocalyptic signs. It is, of course, difficult directly to state this. Therefore, we said a possibility of an indication, not a direct or some apocalyptic atmosphere. It's already we are seeing this before our eyes, these apocalyptic signs. Yes. But it can last still another time until the Lord is coming. We don't know uh, how, how long. Yeah. But in the, in the other case, in the other side, we have to hope that God is stronger than all these apocalyptic powers, mm -hmm. even of our time. And that Our Lady promised in Fatima that her Immaculate Heart will triumph, mm -hmm. will win. And we can believe that also God will grant the triumph of the Immaculate Heart also in, in our time, yeah. before the coming of Christ. We can believe that he will grant his church a time of extraordinary flourishing holiness mm -hmm. in the entire church. Yes. So we can have this hope and trust. Definitely, because this has been the most 
uh, confusing time. I People whom I love and I respect and I believe are truly saints of this day and age are are divided on this question. And it it tears my heart to see and it it I it's so confusing. And and uh I guess we have to cry to heaven for help because this is the most um it's the most unbelievable time. Uh, and I don't even mean, you know, larger out there, the, the church, as it were, there's lots of confusion over things. And that, that really, there is no confusion. The truths of the faith, the, the, the concept of marriage and all this. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the best of the best people who have uh, worked their whole lives for life and family, who have recognized in all of the liturgical wars, the, the, the wars on life and family and, and contraception, all these minute issues. But even among them, this is, this is causing uh, such... Um, it's, it's division, it's not animosity, but it is a, it is a divided heart. And um, it's been... Uh, it's quite something. Yes, I can understand you. And it's also for me, also a pain in my heart to see people whom I esteem, as you said, they are, to my opinion, they are in this, in this case simply blinded. They do not see the depths. And, and, and this is for me mysterious how this is against reason, against common sense, that the simple people, they reject this automatically, instinctively. Make an, an inquiry of simple people. They will reject this. This is the sense of fidelium. And this is for me a demonstration and a consolation also. And, and other, we have to follow the truth. Even if I will lose all my good friends, I will follow my conscience. Even, I've, even if I will be alone, I will follow my conscience, as St. Thomas Morris, St. John Fisher, they followed their conscience. And I am not alone, thanks be to God, there are even other bishops who did not sign it, who are in also the same position, and priests, and, and I repeat, more simple people. This is for me a demonstration. And then, as you mentioned, dear Mr. Weston, um, uh, I think that this is also a sign of the uh, last times where the good ones are confused in one point and as our Lord said, the, the elect ones will be also seduced hmm. and they, they see not more clear in this concrete grievous fact it's, it, it is a permission of God to purify our soul, to be more um, convinced to go the way of, the, of our conscience for truth. We have to follow our conscience. In this case, a conscience which we have uh, read, studied, consulted, we forgot, <laughs> and so did the, and, and I assume that these cardinal and these bishops, they are, they have a, a cultivated conscience also, mm -hmm. and, and the simple people.
And so I hope that, I believing that after a time, these people who now, the good people who are defending uh, the morality of the use of the abortion-tainted vaccines, I think that God will show them some consequences well, where their eyes will be opened. I'm convinced. Will come the time. Because the truth is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And the truth, when we are seeking the truth, is a pure heart. God will reveal us and show us. Amen. And so we have to live for the truth and for eternity. You say this recognizing the severity of the consequences as we started talking about, because the the Vatican position voiced in 2005 and 2008, promoted by many, many prelates all over the world, leads to an opposite conclusion in its fruition. In its full fruition, the acceptance of this as remote material cooperation combined with a belief that, you know, uh, coronavirus is so serious that it needs to be treated with a vaccine makes for exactly what the UK bishops have done, a moral compulsion on Catholics to accept the vaccine. And yet, your position... Um, that is, I, I think, uh, that um, Abby Johnson just voiced as well. I mean, uh, because actually she said uh, very much like you just said, if the bishops were to oppose this resolutely, there would have been another ethical solution a long time ago. But, you know, it's interesting because your position and the position of Cardinal Puyats and Bishop Strickland and, and the other bishops that and, and our archbishops that signed on to that document with you, leads to the opposite conclusion. So on one hand, the the uh, position voiced by the PAV and the CDF in 2005 and 2008 leads in its most extreme to Catholics are compelled to use the vaccine, abortion-tainted vaccine. Whereas on the other hand, your position would lead in also in its extreme to Catholics must resist this to the point of any kind of restriction on their freedom and perhaps even their deaths. And if you can talk about that last possibility of if if this is forced to such an extent that the only way to resist it is with your own death, what, what would you say to that? It would be um, a decision of everyone in his conscience. So when my conscience say, I cannot accept an abortion-tainted vaccine, even not in a most remote way, because I repeat, I am entering even a most remote concatenation, which is different from paying taxes, of course, cannot compare this, then my conscience say, I cannot accept this. And then I have to follow the decision of Thomas More and Cardinal John Fisher, who remained the only one to not to accept uh, the oath of the oath of succession of Henry VIII, which he demanded them. He did not demand them to deny Christ, Henry VIII. He asked John Fisher and Thomas More to, to take the oath 
also of the succession, which, will, which would be an implicit recognition of divorce, because Henry VIII asked them to recognize the, the, the descendants with Anne Bullen as legitimate. And so when, when they would recognize that the descendants are legitimate children, then they would say this is a legitimate marriage. And this was not a legitimate marriage. And they would be implicitly uh, recognized divorce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they, they prefer to die right. uh, than to do this. So I think uh, even as Bishop Strickland spoke uh, some weeks ago on a video, uh, he said he will prefer to go to prison rather than to take an aborted, abortion tainted vaccine. I, I the same. My Archbishop also said me the same. He would prefer to go to prison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if even if we would be uh, alone, but they will, we will be not be alone. I am convinced that there will be a great, maybe not so great, but there will be a considerable number of simple people, not so much clergy and not so much intellectuals, but simple people, mothers, simple grandmothers and good young people. They will go to prison, I think. They will not accept this vaccine. And if they will kill them, make a death penalty, I don't know. God will illuminate us who will confess his truth and give us the strength. What is this short life mm -hmm. in comparison with eternity, with the truth, with the witness of the prophets, uncompromising witness with the spirit of the prophets of the Old Testament, of St. John the Baptist, with the prophets, with the saints, martyrs, with, with all these. We have to follow them, even when we will lose our short temporal life. Amen. Wow. Um, it's a, a very powerful um, statement and, uh, and conviction uh, that, that you bring. And um, I would like to uh, conclude there. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, Your Excellency, uh, giving us all uh, your, uh, your blessing. Dominus vobiscum. Et cum spiritu tuo. Et benedictio Dei omnipotentis patris et filii, et Spiritus Sancti, descendat super vos, et maneat semper. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, Bishop Schneider, for being with us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. May God bless you. Also. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.